Welcome to DT Madness, Chronicles from the Third Life, Episode 40, December 31st, 2022. So glad you could make it. Happy New Year's Eve, everybody. Heading into 2023. I just got back yesterday from a whirlwind trip to New York. I know many of you followed along on the Insta stories, and uh, I look forward to sharing some of those um, stories from New York, chronicling that in the next couple of weeks. It might actually take two weeks to get through all of it. But for today, New Year's Eve 2022, it's about the 19th birthday of my first baby boy. Uh, he's a, a New Year's baby, so let's jump right into it. We'll, we'll have a quick halftime um, and then wrap it up uh, after that uh, with just a, a ranking of Christmas presents. Not a ranking but a comment on some of them, I guess. Um, New Year's resolutions at halftime. 19 years ago, so it would have been 20, uh, 2003. Yeah, 2003, New Year's trip. Uh, my friend Shields and the Knipes, we all went down to Myrtle Beach um, doing some uh, gender stereotype type activities. The guys were going down to play golf and the women were doing the shopping at the boardwalk and the Broadway and all that kind of stuff. Sarah's not really uh, into that stereotype, but she can hang. Um, so we were doing all of that. We went down, uh, Sarah was pregnant, obviously, and we were ready for the baby or ready to get back and then get ready for the baby because, uh, Sam's due date was right around Valentine's day. Um, so we still had six weeks to go. We had not done any of the classes at the hospital or taken any of the tours. All that stuff was scheduled. Uh, hadn't bought any baby type things or had showers and such as that. I don't guess. Um, we were living in Statesville at the time. Um, so anyway, we're, we're down there doing the, the golf trip and, and we played this like, uh, like a Lynx course. And I am a competitive guy. And I do like to win. And my friend Jeremy does too. So me and Shields have been going back and forth with each other since a long time. Um, and I whipped him that day for sure. I think I still have the scorecard from that somewhere tucked away in a memory box of some sort. Um, but just as we got out of the round on New Year's Eve, on, on 1231, 2003, um, my, my cell phone rang and it was, it was Sarah or perhaps it was a text. I, I can't remember because this was back in the days when you had to uh, punch the number three times. You know, if you wanted to type a C, you had to hit one three times. So like early, you know, early days texting SMS type stuff. But anyway, Sarah contacted me and let me know that she was having some pains and it was mostly in her back. She didn't think it was a big deal. They had called our nurse friend and the nurse friend said, yeah, you can have back 
labor. You can have contractions that, that you feel there. And so we should go get it checked out. Sarah's like, I don't think it's that big of a deal. I'm like, I'll be there in a minute. So I went there and uh, picked Sarah up from the hotel and we headed on to uh, the Myrtle Beach Hospital, Grand Strand Regional Medical Hospital. And we, we get in there and they go ahead and they take Sarah up. They wheel Sarah up to a room and start getting her hooked up and all that kind of stuff. And I had just the hardest time. I mean, I don't know how long it took. It seemed like 30 minutes. Maybe it was only five and I was just stressed. But finally, they realized I had never been to that hospital. And so they just stopped looking for my records or whatever it was and let me go on up. And when I got up to the room, they had Sarah strapped in. Um, uh, or like st- hooked up, not strapped in, but like hooked up to a, to, to a machine, hooked up to a machine that measured the contractions and stuff like that. And, and, and that's what they were checking on. And she was definitely having contractions and it was, it was kind of a fun game for me because I got to watch the, the numbers on the machine and the little line on the machine. And if it, if it went up above a hundred, I knew that that was a good one. And so I was like, oh yeah that's a good one. You know, honey, here's, here's a, here's a really good one that you just had. And she's actually, you know, experiencing the contraction. She's like, I know. Um, but so yeah, I stopped playing that game pretty quickly, but, but we're having contractions and they, they put an IV into uh, Sarah's hand, I guess, or somewhere around in there. And I just remember that because Sarah hates needles so much. And the lady that was the nurse that was doing the IVs missed the first couple times. Like it just didn't work the first couple times. And Sarah was not, she was nonplussed about, about that, but they got the IV in and they were shooting in whatever drugs it was that was uh, slowing the contractions down. So whatever that kind of stuff was, they want to slow the contractions down. We're still too early. And that's what we're going to do at Grand Strand Regional Medical Hospital until Sarah politely, you know, alerted the nurses that maybe she had uh, peed to bed a little bit. And the nurses were like, no, you, you know, honey, you can't, uh, you wouldn't be able to do that because you have a a catheter in. And Sarah's like, I think I know if, if I, what I, what I'm doing, you know? And then like this realization came kind of onto everyone's faces that the water, her water had broken and, and, and how did that happen? And you know, whatever the reality is, is that Sarah's water broke and now we are not going home without a baby. And so that's, uh, that changes the game. So, so the, the deal is that, that Sam was six weeks early and Grand Strand Regional Medical Hospital didn't have the capabilities, um, to handle like the neonatal, whatever the NICU stuff. And so, uh, they shipped us up to Florence, South Carolina, and McLeod Regional Hospital, which is, I mean, just an amazing place. We used to stop by every year when we would go down to the beach on New Year's and say, hey, Tomer, even in the summer, we'd, we'd stop by. And, and actually, I think I, I should give them a call today. I, I'll try to do that because it was just fantastic. I'm so glad that we got shipped up there. But we, we made the phone call to our parents and family and let them know the situation yeah, we're down here at Myrtle Beach. We're headed to Florence and going to have a baby at some point. Now, at, at, at this juncture, they're still injecting her with the stuff to slow her contractions down. They hope to hold on for at least another week, and they're giving injections to strengthen Sam's lungs and whatever else because he was still 
It's going to be so tiny. And so we were thinking we would be in the hospital for about a week or so. And I'm calling, like I was due to buy this house that I live in now, actually from Shields. And I'm calling him. I'm like, dude, I don't know, man. I don't know what I'm about to have to spend. Um, but anyway, we, we get up to, well, we get ready to go to McLeod and they, they get Sarah on the ambulance, but they wouldn't let me ride in the ambulance with her for insurance purposes. I don't know why, whatever. Um, so I go get in our Nissan Altima, which is what we had at the time, the white Nissan Altima with one hubcap missing. And, um, I drive back to the hotel, call shields on the way. I'm like, Hey man, here's the deal. Now I, I'm usually the one that's frustrated at people who are blocking the way, you know? And so, but what I did is I just pulled up into the parking garage at our hotel. I mean, not into a parking space at all, just right up at the, at the entrance to where our hotel hallway was. Shields is helping me. We go into our hotel room. I mean, just armloads, just huge armloads of stuff. We're not trying to pack anything, just grabbing armloads of stuff and made, I think we did it all in one trip, but maybe we did too. Just stuffed the stump, stuff, the stuffed the stuff into the trunk and then I'm off, you know, I'm off and I'm headed. And this is like 2003 y'all. So I don't have an iPhone or anything like that. We were, we were joking about MapQuest and things like this. And I didn't have any time to print anything out from the internet's. So I've got this giant atlas map in the floorboard that I'm getting ready to head to Florence. And I mean, I'm, I'm headed and I'm, I'm rolling. And about 10 minutes into it, I realized like I'm headed straight to Charleston, which is not the way. Um, so I, I lean over left hand on the wheel, you know, still peeking up over the, uh, what do you call that? The dashboard. So I'm driving, I'm doing it and rip South Carolina out of the map, the Atlas book map, rip it out, figure out where I'm going, do the little U-turn thing that I need to do, and then I'm headed to Florence uh, on the way. Okay, this is all happening, I don't know, four o'clock, somewhere around in there. It's definitely getting dark by the time I'm driving. I mean, it's winter time, it's December 31st. I've got the windows down and the heat on. And honestly, I mean, if you know me, this is just maybe the craziest thing of all. I wasn't listening to music at all. Like I, I'm always listening to music, but I did not listen to music at all on the what hour drive or so to Florence, South Carolina, just in trying to get into the zone as best I could. I really wasn't freaking out. Not at this time, you know, it just, it was what it was, I guess. And, um, I wasn't speeding. I really wasn't like maybe going five over, but that's kind of how I will roll. I mean, no more than nine for sure these days, but 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 I but I got to Florence, I got to McLeod, and I beat the ambulance there. And I don't know what took them so long, um, but I beat the ambulance there. And I'm just now I'm pacing. Now I'm pacing the the perimeter of the uh, hospital parking lot. Which I mean I don't know. I, I made two or three laps around that thing, and then finally I see the ambulance roll up. You know they pull up to the to the to the door to, to let her in. The doors the ambulance open up. I'm right there walking up as, as it happens. I see Sarah and then like St. Elmo's fire starts playing. You know what I'm saying? Like, and it's slow motion. And we're walking towards each other. And I'm sure it was some type of embrace or, or maybe not. Maybe it was just like, get me out of this ambulance. I don't know. Maybe my, my memory is, is fuzzy on, on that. So, but we, we did all that. And the thing about the ambulance ride that I didn't really find out until later, but I'll go ahead and tell you now. 
the IV blue, like the IV that was giving the drugs to slow down the contractions, it, it blew, it failed. And so Sarah's contractions were like three to four minutes apart on the, uh, on the ambulance ride up. And if you've watched any TV at all, you know that that's, that's the time. I mean, like, I guess, like I watched Cosby show and that's like three to four minutes apart. That's when you go to the hospital and you have the baby. The ambulance driver came up later or the ambulance worker. I hope it wasn't the driver, but the guy that was in the back, he came up later and he's like, Oh, don't worry. I've delivered a couple babies in the back before. So that made us feel all the, all the way better. So anyway, we get to McLeod, we get set, settled in into the thing. The doctor comes in super, super guy. The doctor comes in, does his checking all the things and was like, yeah, you're, you're going to have this baby tonight. So that's that. So we're letting the people know. And uh, now, you know, it's December 31st. So at this point, we're going to have the baby tonight. We got to wait a little bit until our parents get there. It's going to take them about three hours from where they're headed. They're on the way. And also, I'm starting to think like, okay, well, let's wait. Let's, hey, Sarah, hold up a little bit. And let's let's be the New Year's baby, you know? And she's like, I'll do the best I can. Uh, but I'm, I'm pushing for that. Um. You know, and, and what I didn't realize, though, maybe at the time is that if Sam would have been born at 1159, you know, on December 31st, one minute before the new year, I would have gotten the ta- the child tax credit, the full child tax credit for that year, which back then was a thousand bucks. And I've given him grief over that for the last 18, almost 19 years now, I've given him grief for that, that he somehow cost me a thousand bucks. Come to find out that now, because he was born just a couple hours into the new year, that he does count, even though he will be uh, 19 just now, that he will still count for one more extra year uh, as an 18-year-old, or maybe that's how it goes. Maybe when you turn 18, maybe he counts one more time this year. Either way, I'm going to get my 2000 for him, so I guess it all ends up inflation, maybe. Um, but, but our parents get there, our parents get to the hospital and like, they're, they're acting goofy. You know, my sister Jody and, and my mom and Karen, like my mother-in-law, everybody's there and they're doing their things and, and just giddy, you know, giddy, our, our first baby, um, and all that kind of stuff. And so that, that's all going on. Um, and then like it, it gets, it gets to be time, you know? gets to be time it's it's getting close and like you got to get to 10 whatever meters millimeters or centimeters or something like that you got to get to 10 and sarah was at about five so we're about halfway to where it's go time and we didn't know like we didn't know what we were going to do about uh the the epidural and all that kind of stuff we you know sarah's like i can i can handle this but if this is halfway and it's going to be double then i'm not sure so we we opted to go with the epidural and this guy comes in, man, and he was just absolutely phenomenal. His name was Daniel. He had done like mission work in India, which is the same. You know, Sarah had done that. I mean, they're just yapping it up and joking and telling all the stories. And then it's time to put this needle in. And, and Sarah has to like scrunch over. She has to sit up on the edge of the bed and like scrunch her shoulders forward, I guess, to make the skin on the back tight and the muscles and all that kind of stuff. And and this guy pulls out the needle. And I mean, I probably made a face. The needle was like, I don't know, man. In my mind right now, it's like eight inches long. I'm sure that's not probably accurate. But 
Sarah's just shaking and trembling and squeezing my hand bones into powder. And uh, the, the guy, he injects the epidural into uh, Sarah's spine and the warmth and the feeling of, of just loveliness, I imagine, uh, flooded her body just immediately. Um, I think she had like one hot spot where it didn't cover the pain, but for the most part, everything was now just, just right. In fact, I mean, the, the guy was like, just let me know if you need anything. And Sarah looks at this guy. And she's like, oh, you can come back anytime. And I'm like, hold up now, you know, but he was great. I mean, he was just really, really fantastic. And so look, now it's after midnight. So now the race is on, you know, now I'm like, all right, we've waited long enough. Now it's New Year's Day. It's January 1st, 2004, 2004, and now we got to go ahead because there's another couple in the hospital. We're keeping tabs now. Like we're having our nurses give reports and as to how far along these people are. I, I, don't, I don't know if it was a couple. I don't know. Anyway, obviously it was a couple at one point, um, but it's like two o'clock now, you know, and so we've got to, we've got to really start getting down to business, but it does get to be go time. And I mean, I don't know, y'all, like from my experience, the, the nurses do like 95% of the work. So respect your nurses and respect people who are nurses because they're doing definitely all the dirty work. And the dog just kind of comes in at the end. And, and as Cosby says, squats down with his face mask on like Johnny Bench and waits till the till the baby comes out. But I mean, this is this is go time. And for us, because. Sam was six weeks early. It's a whole bunch of people in there. I mean, like it's the regular staff, you know, the regular birthing staff plus the neonatal unit folks. So there's like, I mean, honestly, I think it was nine people, um, maybe more than that, including me and my mother-in-law was in the room and all this kind of stuff. And so, but it gets time for Sarah to push and they, and they get her up in the stirrups and things like this, but she can't, she can't feel how to, how to push the right way. Like it's down and out. It's like, I mean, like, they like taking a, I'm sorry, taking a dump kind of like it's, it's down and out and I'm doing the hand signals right now. And I've got my legs up on my counter and this is weird. I'm glad you can't see this particular image, but maybe now you can. Um, so what the nurse did was like, okay, we're going to play tug of war. And they gave Sarah one end of a towel and the nurse has the other end of the towel. And the way that they were playing tug of war is it simulated the correct way to push Sam down the chute, you know? And so, uh, I mean, for me, I'm just like, neither of them is tied in. And so if anybody lets go, especially if Sarah, Sarah's in the bed. So if Sarah lets go, that nurse was going to go flying back through, you know, you've ever played tug of war with somebody and let go on purpose. Anyway, like that, that didn't happen. It was great. And she was pushing. And I mean, it's, it's pushing time. And the way that it was, it's like you push for 10 seconds and I'm not talking about one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I'm talking about one, two, three. And then you take a big breath as you get to 10 and then you do it again. And then you do it again. Like it was three push sessions like that. And I mean, it's just like, hey! I mean, it's that kind of stuff going on. And what I realized is that I'm over here. And I mean, I'm in my coach's stance. I've still got my golf clothes on. Remember, I'm, I came straight from the golf course here. I got my Cubs hat on. It's turned backwards now. I'm down in my stance, you know, with my hands on my knees. And I'm like, you got this. Let's go. You could do it. Come on. You know, I'm giving my best rousing, push them out, shove them out, way out. You know, all that kind of stuff. And and, and realize that I'm about to fall over. I'm about to pass out. And the nurse looks at me and she's like, hey, baby, you don't, you don't need to push. I'm like, oh, right, right. So I'm here pushing too. Um, 
but but it it happened, man. You know, like Sam came out. He he was born somewhere around two o'clock or so a.m. January first, two thousand four. He was just the tiniest little thing. Um, they they did let me cut the cord, which I I'm just saying, if you're ever the one to cut the cord, there's stuff in that thing. So don't like lean way over and and get your face close. Like just just cut the thing. But I got to cut the cord, and then they whisked Sam away immediately and put him in that little basket, that little heated basket where the neonatal people did all their checks. And like, what is it? Asgard check? No, Asgard is different. Apgar. Apgar test. And he, he passed all that kind of stuff. Like, he was he was four pounds, I think four pounds, seven ounces when he was born. I think I got that number right. I know that he was four pounds and two ounces when we took him home. I mean, like literally would fit into my hand. My my finger stretched out like if you're, I don't know, if you're pointing to the left with your right hand uh, in front of your chest, like the length of my finger, uh, what is that, horizontally, was wider than his chest. Um, we, we, uh, we only had to stay one extra night. You know, we only had to stay one extra night just to make sure that everything was going. He got to stay in the room with us. We're, we, we're not crazy parents. Like we let him sleep in the, uh, with the nurses and stuff while we tried to get some sleep through the days, uh, you know, through the nights. But, um, he had a very difficult time trying to eat because he was so tiny. So I got to actually feed him out of a little, like a little cup, like a little bird. And that was pretty cool. He had the jaundice a little bit, you know, we had to keep him wrapped up in one of those, uh, UV blanket type things when we got back um, to Statesville, they had to do that, but that was not not a big deal um, or any of that kind of stuff. We named him Samuel Adams Thomas when Sarah worked in India uh, at an orphanage there uh, for a year after, right after she graduated high school, which is the same age Sam is now or has been this past year. Um, the the one of the men that worked there was named Samuel Thomas, and so. That's part of his name, and I'm partial to the Anti-Federalists, you know. So uh, Samuel Adams, the, the former uh, son of liberty, uh, is part of his name as well. Man, it was awesome, though. Like, you know, our, our folks were there, and everybody was there, and this little tiny little baby. Now, look, we, we, were the, we were the New Year's baby. We won the game. We were the New Year's baby in Florence, South Carolina. And, like, the newspaper, I've got the newspaper clipping somewhere. It used to be up on his bulletin board. It might still be in there. Um, the newspaper came in and did a, a story on us. The TV news came in. I mean, we agreed to that before we realized what was going to be happening because like, that was like the morning after or the next morning after. Fresh and early. Now, we were awake anyway because my dad loves hospital food. Or you ha- you know, I, he, Even this past time when he was in the hospital, he loved the lemon pie. But he's always, for whatever reason, just kind of loved hospital cafeteria food. And he comes in at like, I mean, it must have been six in the morning or five in the morning after we had just did this thing. Like, hey, guys, y'all want anything from the calf? You want to go to the calf? Um, that's a great memory, too. Um, but the news is in there, like interviewing us. And, and it's because we were the ones, man. We were the Sam is the New Year's, the first baby born in Florence, South Carolina. Now, that year. You know, we were living in Statesville. The New Year's baby in Statesville that year in 2004 got a year's supply of diapers. And that'd be pretty cool. You know, that's a that's pretty good value. 
the the New Year's baby in Boiling Springs, which is where we live now, got a uh, in Shelby, I guess, got a got a full scholarship to Gardner Webb. I think it was like Gardner Webb Centennial or something like that. But either way, now in Florence, South Carolina, what we got was a twenty five dollar gift certificate to the to the hospital gift shop. So yeah. Anyway, what we did was we bought flowers for our nurses because they were just so great. Like it was, this is this low country stuff, you know, like we're in Florence. So many of these people spoke with this kind of low country accent and we're just the kindest people still to this day. I think we're going to take the Christmas tree down today, but the, the next to the top, you know, the star goes on the top, but the next to the top, there's an angel that we put up that was given to us by one of these ladies. And she came in and she says, I think her grandmother made those things maybe, or Maybe she made them. I, I can't remember that part, but she came in and she's like, here, this is for the baby, you know? And, oh man, what a treasure, what a treasure it is to have, to have that kind of thing. So, um, yeah, he was, uh, he was a tiny little guy, you know, and we had to put him into the Nissan Altima and, and like our parents are going to the stores down in Florence and getting like a baby seat. To a car seat and like all this kind of stuff Buy, buying preemie clothes the preemie clothes just swallowed them whole they were, they were so big on them um the the car seat we, there's an insert that you can get that goes in to kind of fit little tiny babies yeah it was still so so big so we just we strap him in and now i gotta drive three hours home with this little four pound bundle uh and i mean you talk about 10 and 2 i was uh i was driving like looking back every once in a while like, yep, that's a real thing back there. So I won't get into the part where Sarah was starting to experience excruciating pain with the uh, breastfeeding fun. Yeah, uh, you have to talk to her about that. But yeah, that was it, 19, 19 years ago. And now my guy is a second semester um, college guy, you know, a, a boonie. Uh, rocking out A's in his classes, um, just living the dream, man. What a kind, what a kind and amazing, an amazing kid. So happy birthday, happy birthday, my boy. All right, not too much time left, and not uh, really any good jokes, uh, dude. Hear one about the pirates of the Caribbean, but I can't remember exactly how it goes. I'll have to save that one for, for next week. But, uh, halftime, um, it is New Year's Eve and time to, time to make those resolutions. I guess I could look back at what my ones were for last year and see if any of them actually came, actually came true. I don't think I hiked a waterfall every month, um, or ever, maybe. I'm not sure I made it to a waterfall at all. Um, but, uh, maybe that'll, maybe we'll have to carry that one over, but I do have some, one, uh, my, my number one or, or my first one on the list here is I want to improve my penmanship. Of course, most things are typed these days and I'm not one of these old folks that are like, these kids don't even know cursive anymore, you know, like, ah, whatever. Um, but I do have to sign things. I, I'm, I'm the mayor and all, but like, I do have to sign things and, and I do like to write notes to people. And that's something that I've increasingly uh, done over the past several months. And I want to increase that too. But like, if I'm going to write notes, handwritten notes to people, then I'd probably be cool if they could read it. So, uh, and then, you know, part of that is, is actually just slowing down. I know how to write in cursive. 
and if I just slow down, but like I, I'm gonna, I might even buy me a book. There's one for like six bucks on Amazon that uh, would help me to improve my penmanship and all that kind of stuff. Going along with that, you know what, man? A couple of people have said, "When am I gonna write a book?" And and it's a, a variety of people. Like it's English teachers, it's English professors um, that have questioned why I wasn't an English major, and I don't. I'm not. Whatever. I'm not. This it sounds like a humble brag or a brag or something like that. But really, I'm just saying, I do love to write. I love to write. And I love to write Facebook posts. And I love to write, you know, things and notes and letters and stuff like that to people. And so my second resolution is to at least begin what would a a book or a, a piece of writing that was a collection of writings or something like that, what would that even look like? Because I don't, I'm not sure how all of my ramblings would fit together. I mean, I tell people I'm more of a podcaster, you know, because I can ramble together, but but maybe I could take some of these stories and put them down into some type of format. Um, the third one, and there are four, the third one is, is maybe kind of weird, and I, I might have to explain this a little bit more. A book series I like, um, The Name of the Wind, and uh, what is it? The King, it's a uh, King Killer Chronicles, Patrick Rothfuss, unfinished, of course. Stupid. It's been like 12 years now. Finish the dang book, man. Come on. Give me some closure. But um, anyway, it's like names are super important. And I guess that's true in a lot of fantasy-type literature. Um, and I, I've thought about that. I've thought about that a little bit and how my name is Daniel. And not very many people call me that. I've been Danny, I've been DT, I've been Daniel, which all those things are cool. Mr. Thomas, obviously. Mr. Mayor, that's pretty cool too. Um, you know, and all the little, other little nicknames that I get, that I say DT already, like that's a big, huge one. Um, but I want to, as the kids say, lean in to the name Daniel and, and like really, I'm, I'm going to be 45. Yeah, I'm going to be 45 years old. I'm a, I'm a grown person. I'm a fairly responsible adult. Um, and I, I want to I want to embrace that identity a little bit more, I think, than I have. Um, anyway, I, I, maybe I'll have to keep you updated on what that means. Um, but I want to be treated that way, too, and spoken to. Anyway, the, the final one, not really as weird is it really starts out with food. You know, a couple of years ago, I had this issue with like, ah, oh man, it was like the first diverticulitis or something. And that's stupid for a 43 something year old to have. And it was just a terrible thing I was doing. I was just being destructive of my body and, and in a lot of ways. And that combined with some stresses and whatever, you know, just not good, not good. It's been a great two years. I stopped doing all the things to, two years ago today was my last uh, drop of alcohol that I've, that I've had. So completely sober for two years. Haven't had red meat. I did eat some bacon a little bit when I was in New York, but for the most part, I hadn't had pork either. Um, I I don't I still don't eat like a ton of vegetables, a, a variety of them. But um, I, man, my diet's been really good, and and my my guts and all that kind of stuff have been clear, and it's just been great. It's been great. Like I feel better, all that kind of stuff. But I do want to begin to add in some different foods, some healthy type foods. I mean, that's why I was joking, not really joking about getting into oatmeal. 
Um, but it's not really about food as I think about it. Like my, uh, my final resolution for this year, and, and I'll speak more about this when I talk about New York and my plane rides and stuff. I just want to, I want to take more risks and, and, and I don't mean like stupid. I guess maybe the word is I want to be more adventurous. It's just so much. There's so much to life and existence and this earth. Like there's so much here. And I realized that even after one uh, session of counseling that I draw myself in. Everybody that knows me is like, yeah, we know. Um, but like even physically, um, my my reaction to dealing with stress is to physically like almost pull myself into a, a, a fetal position type stuff. And so where all my stress gets to is, you know, in my stomach and whatever, like it, if you can imagine pulling yourself into a ball, but I do that not only physically, but mentally and emotionally and all those kinds of things. And, and as a way of protecting, like as a way of defending and I'm good at it. I'm really good at it and I can deflect and not have to deal with and, 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 and keep all these other things at bay, but just looking out that window on that airplane, man, like, uh, and, and look, I used to be terrified of flying and I just, so I'm pretty proud of that. Like, I have to tell my, uh, I have to tell Sarah, my counselor, that you know when I left last week, I told her I was going on an airplane trip, and I just I have to tell her. I, I realized I told her that because I wanted her to be proud of me. She doesn't even know me yet, but much. But I, I do. I want to be a little bit more adventurous. So those are those are my resolutions for the year. Just a couple more things, and then we'll wrap it up here, pushing 34 minutes now. But I just wanted to talk about some of the Christmas presents. Somebody asked me what my favorite gift was. And, um, you know, I, part of the reason why Christmas is such a weird thing for me is like this whole competitive gift-giving business and just the stuff, you know. But I'm grateful for it. I don't want to – I don't want to – don't want you to misunderstand. I just wrote the list down that I, as far as I can remember, if I forgot something that I got, then I'll definitely um, bring it back up next week. So I'm just doing all of this off memory pretty much today and a few pencil markings here, which I can mostly read, but, you know, penmanship. But I did get a new battery. I got a, a, I got a spare battery for my blower. And it fits my weed eater and it fits my, you know, I've got the Black & Decker 20-volt series. I got the, the bush trimmers and... What else do I got? Is that all? But of course, my blower is my like my fourth kid, man. I love that thing so much. And now I've got two batteries. So on a day like today, when it's rainy and the leaves, you know, it's difficult for them to blow off. It's my favorite time to blow off the driveway. And so, I mean, I'm just getting excited talking about it right now because I'll be able to get the whole thing done even if my first battery runs out. I got a second one now. So I'm so excited about that. I did get a bunch of money. Like we got a bunch of money and that's cool. You know, our our grand our parents are just so generous to us. They give money to the kids too, and so that becomes my money. And I know that, like, when people see, you know, my kids get a hundred bucks, or they get twenty bucks, or they get whatever, and they pretty much know now. They just immediately give it to me, and I put it in my pocket. And people make their comments like, oh, I see who's going to get that money. And I'm like, mm, yeah. But what we do is we just have a box. Like we have a box. Like is it X? Is it X4? Or is it X? 
two forty four. I can't remember, but somewhere around in there, it talks about all all the believers were together and they had everything in common. Like that's what we do in our family. That's what we do in our fa- family of five, the church of six. Like we just we pool all our resources, we put it all together, and then my kids can get what they want. Maybe I'll have to talk more about my philosophy of money in a another time uh, and finance. So it's I, 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 we just don't do the individual bank accounts and my kids are responsible. My kids are responsible with their money. They know what they can spend and what they should spend and all that kind of stuff. But if they splurge, they splurge. Um, we don't let money hold on to us. Um, anyway, but I got some of that. And that's cool. Um, I got some turtles. Uh, my mom got me like a, I don't know, a couple turtles, one to go out. I think that'll go in the foundation tower of stone, maybe, or it may go on my desk at school. We'll see. Um, but I got uh, a couple of other little ones and one for me and one for Isaac. And then there's one that like hangs on. So right now it's on the at piece, um, like wrought iron, uh, thing we have that, that my friend Aaron gave me. So I'm pretty, pretty glad about that. Um, man, you know, my daughter, she's so thoughtful. Sydney is just amazing. And she modge podged me, uh, a, a thing that has just pictures of us through the year all around the edges and then in the middle it says by god it's good everything which is is a quote from from the play the birth if you listen to a couple episodes ago or maybe last week um you know it's 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 good the tough times the the hard times the the sad ones the the terrifying ones like it's good everything and that's very meaningful to me i'm looking at it right now it's right here in my nook and so that's a that's a treasure for sure um now i'm having trouble with my penmanship here so yeah i'm sorry if i'm gonna leave oh that says slippers i got some slips man some bedroom slippers they're fuzzy i've been wearing isaac's because isaac always told me as he says it keeps his tootsies warm um and he's right i'm not really a big socks guy but uh you know, around around these times, it gets cold uh, on the hardwood floors. And so uh, he's upset because I left my footprint in his slippers. But I won't have to do that anymore because I got me some. And then, of, of course, I, I got this uh, this trip, you know, um, that I just went to to see fish a couple of nights. That's a big trip that I got. Um, sorry if that was a glitch there. Um, and then and then finally, I got a painting from my friend Delaney, who I'm going to talk more about this next week. Um, I guess that's why I did the Christmas trip to New York and this painting that, that represents the wave of hope and reaching. Um, it's just beautiful. I'm looking at it right now. It creates so much depth for me. Um, but man, 2022, that's a wrap y'all. That is a wrap and happy freaking new year. You know, have fun tonight, celebrate, send my boy some, some birthday love. If you, if you have his number or on the Instagrams or whatever, if you want to send it to me, I'll pass it along and, uh, let's get it going. Uh, 2023. Mm. Music sounded sketchy. Go quick. This is a church of six production. Brought to you by the Bucket of Life, the Magic Rock, the Foundation Tower of Stone, the Wall of Belief, and the Token of Hope. This too shall pass.
Nothing divine is desperate. Don't forget to believe, y'all. And be live. Peace, my friends.